Welcome back. WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. Beyond the Badgers taking over. Back for another week. Dan. What up, what up? We got a... I'm in a great mood, Patrick. Super Bowl's over, unfortunately. No more football. But we got a great show still. The, weather, the weather's got me feeling a little down. A little down. Yeah, but... Gross outside. If you're mentally tough like me, the weather <laughs> doesn't get you down. We, we all know you're, you're not that. Come on. Uh, we got a great show on tap. As always, Dubs in the house, doing a little first five in the top five. Oh, uh, shoot. Top five, five in, in the, the first, first five. I always there mix it up. You always mix it up. Uh, oh, well. So you bring more to the table than just that, man. Wow. That's very nice of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we got that. We will have Bronson Koenig, former Badger star basketball player, now playing professionally. We'll have him on hopefully quarter after, around 4.15. And then we will talk about the busy trade deadline in the NBA Little Super Bowl takeaways and uh, We're gonna cover it all. The usual. We're gonna cover it all. Maybe Let's a little uh, college basketball pick, champion Ooh. pick. You Ooh. got a pick for me? Think I about it. I don't know if I have a pick yet. I still need to do some homework on it. Oh, so you haven't done any homework on it. That's correct. You are correct. Dubs hit us with the top five in the first five. A little Super Bowl takeaway right here. Julian Edelman, huge game, ten for one forty four, winning the Super Bowl MVP. Adam Schefter actually tweeted after the game that he's making a case for Canton. In your guys' opinions, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? If you if it, you yeah. miss it or live under a rock, the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl in their franchise history, 13-3 to over the Los Angeles Rams. Probably the biggest snooze fest in my lifetime I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. But to answer your question, first of all, I find it funny that Barry Bonds has like a million home runs. He's home run king. Probably did steroids. You know what? We're not going to let him whoa, Probably? Okay, he, he did steroids. Dude. You, you know what? Ever seen highlights of he him never failed early, a drug test. early in his career? He never failed a drug test. He's as skinny as Dubs is, and by the end, wow. he's just yoked. That was that's, that's ricochet tough, shot man. to Dubs. <laughs> Sorry, Dubs. Right off the bat, too. What a ricochet Sorry, shot Dubs. off Dubs. Uh, but anyways. You get your chance to stump us on the, on the trivia. Fair. We have Fair. not gotten in a while. Anyways, uh, I find it funny how Barry Bonds never failed a drug test, probably did steroids, no, we don't want him in the Hall of Fame at all. Julian he Edelman. Cheated. Julian Edelman. PED suspension earlier this year. You know what? Maybe we should talk about uh, Hall of Fame for him. I don't like that narrative at all. But to answer your question, no, I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer. He has great stats in the playoffs. He's a great quarterback. But in terms <laughs> of overall play affecting the game, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer just yet. His, his career is still going. I'll tell you why. I disagree with you. Went from being a seventh-round nobody to being the second most successful receiver in Super Bowl history, or sorry, in postseason history, is the second most receiving yards, has multiple Super Bowls, and is a Super Bowl MVP. That is a strong case for Ken. How You said multiple Super Bowls. How many does he have? Three. Three. Yeah. Wow. Shout out Dubs for, for saving you there. Yeah, because I stuttered in that response. <laughs> Both of you guys make a great case. I'll, moving on, do you guys have any big takeaways from the 13-3 Patriots win in the Super Bowl? Defense still wins championships. In this this past season was the the year of the high flying offense. You saw Mahomes. You saw guys lighting it up all year long. Breeze shattering multiple records offensively. But when it came down to it, the big game was on the line. People sleep. Yeah, the Rams lost, but they still only gave up 13 points. And the Patriots D was lights out. Only gave up three in the game. Defense still wins championships. Uh, in my opinion. 
I would like to say my takeaway from the game is Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in NFL history, probably the best coach, excuse me, in the history of foot of professional sports, team sports. That man could coach himself out of a paper bag. He is unbelievable. Um, great coach. I think obviously he was the. I think in my opinion he was the reason they won that game. Patty, your thoughts? Yeah, you're, you're not he wrong. He outcoached McVeigh like nobody's business. He outcoached McVeigh, and for all the hype around, I shouldn't say it, it was deserved hype the way he coached all year long. Uh, but for being a creative genius offensively, but the Rams oh just couldn't get anything going all game long. Yeah, I think that says a little bit more about Jared Goff though. I like I don't think? think I don't think he's that good. You, you think it's, it's more about them or is it more about what the Patriots did defensively? Uh, well, obviously it's a little bit mixture of both, but I think it's more about Jared Goff. Yeah. All right. Jared Goff was brutal. You have said it. You have said it to me both on the air and off the air that you think Jared Goff's a uh, system QB. But hey, what do we got? They got to the big game. Trade. Oh, what Keep are you going to say? No, they're they're the favorites Sorry. to win next year, but the Rams are. We'll that's long. Yeah, yeah, that's a long way. All, All right, trade deadline went up today, and Anthony Davis is still staying in New Orleans. Where do you guys think he'll be playing next year? The soon-to-be free agent. As the, uh, I'll, let, I'll let Dan go off. As a certifiable NBA expert on the show, I think he will be in Boston. The fact, well, first, there's a couple things. Pelicans refuse to do any deals or give Anthony Davis to the Lakers because of A, Rich Paul, who's his, uh, his agent, who has ties to LeBron, obviously. Two, they're in the same conference. They don't want to do any deals with the Lakers because of their track record and everything. But also, Boston can just give them a better offer when you give Tatum Horford smart and then up to three first round picks which it's a big giveaway though Tatum is one of the best young players in the league he's better than any guy that the Lakers could give up including Kuzma so I think Boston they're going to make a break for him and they're going to sign excuse me trade for Anthony Davis in the offseason Patrick your thoughts he goes to the Bucks. shut the hometown, up hometown, hometown team shut up hometown team shout out Go Bucks! He's teaming up with the Greek freak. Look out! Wow! Shut up! Heard it here first, Dan. Heard it here first. Interesting. I can't wait for it to happen. Very interesting take. We should have like a preposterous statements. You would be on, on that show. all game, all show, oh, all though. game long. No, you. No, sorry, we're a sports talk show. Sorry, I said game. You're welcome for the in-game reference. That was preposterous. What do we got next up? All right. Um, big win for the Badgers last night at the barn in front of fourteen thousand plus. They've now won six in a row. Let's go. Eight and three in the conference. And they really have a realistic shot at winning the Big Ten. They got Michigan and Michigan State coming up. Do you guys Two think the games. Badgers will win the Big Ten? Dan, you go first. I don't think they will. I think they're on. Wow. A, I think they're on a heater. Sa- I'm telling them. <laughs> go for it. I think they're on a heater right now. I think they have a chance, but I still think they're uh, they're just not as good as Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, for them to win the Big Ten, they're one game obviously behind wi- Michigan. They get Michigan on the road. That's going to be a huge telling uh, on Saturday, uh, 11 a.m. They could sneak up. La- a couple Saturdays ago, they snuck Early up and beat game. Michigan. Uh, but, no, that's going to tell the story. Michigan, on paper, is the better team. Uh, and I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. And I think they'll win. Did you say Michigan as well? I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. I just said that I answered, I answered his question and said that they weren't win. 
fair I enough. I don't think they will either, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look at Purdue, too. Purdue's been a really complete team with Carson Edwards. They're another team to look at as well. All right, I got a little hockey for you guys in the first Ooh, five. Yes. Let's go. Fire me it's up. feeling no, nice it's, today. This Let's is go. Paddy's specialty here. He know, better be good. Better be good at it. The Wild lost Captain Miko Koivu oh, for man. the year. How do you think this injury will affect the team's playoff chances? I think it's a big impact. He's been their leader for so long, and I don't think the Wild have that great of depth, especially in a clogged up. You don't think Matt Hendricks can? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they have the depth, especially uh, for that late playoff push. I mean, the West, the Western Conference. I guess both conferences are. uh, The East is a little more kind of set in stone. There's only a couple teams battling it out, but the West is still a gong show and losing. Your leader like that for the year, that's a its a big blow, not only on the ice, but mentally too. I'm going to spin zone this in a positive way. Miku Koivu stinks. He's a third, he's a bona fide third, fourth line center role guy that has been playing a higher role than he is capable of. Wow. And I think it's going to be great with him out of the lineup. It's going to be give, great. It's going to be great. Yes, we're going to give the younger guys an You just talked about making a preposterous level. You're already hitting that. Let me finish. We're going to let the, the young guys go. Eric Sinek, get Kunzi, get our boy Luke, Luke friend Cunning, of the program. friend of the program, get him Kunzi. some confidence. We know he's listening. I believe this will help the Wilds. Can open up uh, leadership roles for Parisi. Kunzi uh, did, have a Suter, big obviously. did have a big game the other night uh, in, in Buffalo. 5-4 shootout loss for the Wild, but Kunzi had a good game, two assists. But... No. That's what I'm saying. I'm spin zone. As a Minnesota Wild fan, we're going to spin zone it positively, glass half full. <laughs> That's the most Minnesota sports like, fan thing ever. It's, it's not we're like the Wild. We're going to spin zone all the negatives around all of our sports teams and just try and make it positive, even though everybody knows deep down inside it's not. Think about it like this, though. You know the Wild aren't going to win the cup this year. Why don't we give this is a positive sign to give the young guys more tick, give them more time, get them some confidence. But does that help them make the playoffs? Who cares about the playoffs? They're not going to win. Even if they do get in the playoffs, it's going to be the same old song and dance. We're going to play the central leader, the the central champ, losing five. Hold on. Every time. Who cares about the playoffs? You just said you're a Minnesota Wild fan. Fans care about the playoffs, Dan. I care about the playoffs, but if we're not going to win the cup, I'd rather get a better draft pick, get the boys some confidence for next season. Man, your justification on that, like, who cares about the playoffs? I'm hearing hearing a little like... Why not just go full take? Yeah, Full tank. Mean, Why not just be terrible? I'm hearing a lot of the Jim Mora, like the playoffs, like yeah. that stuff. I'm hearing that a lot in this argument. Thanks. We should yeah. go full tank. There was an article. <laughs> should we buy or sell Paul Fenton, GM? Yes, we should sell. Next one. All right. I was also feeling nice since you guys have been struggling over the past weeks. Oh, about get trivia. out of here. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'm tossing you guys a hockey one this time. The Lightning have a phenomenal chance to win the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2004. Wow. Who was the Stanley Cup Finals MVP that year for the Lightning? Brad Richards. Brad Richards. Boom. That was the easiest Boom. one ever. Boom. I thought you were going to name the captain. I was so ready to I say Dave Andrzejczyk. Yeah, I, I was fired up. I knew it was going to be like a – there's four possible options. It was Richards, Andrzejczyk, Vinny LeCavalier, or St. Louis. You should have thought of that earlier, buddy. I mean, I wanted to give you guys some confidence for next week. Brad I mean, Richards was lights out for them yeah. on that playoff run. He had some big goals. He was. He had some that, big goals. I used to play uh, N- NHL 2K4. 2K4. On, on Shout PlayStation. Shout out 2K hockey games. And uh, on PlayStation. And I tell you what, that Lightning team was unstoppable in NHL 2K4. It was unreal. Shout out. Dubs, we're gonna era. I think you should find another one just for later in the show. Yeah. Just because that was, that too, was easy. too easy. Just Fair go ahead and Google hockey trivia. I got you, boys. 
Uh, before we get to Bronson, we just want to give a shout-out and condolences to Frank Robinson. Passed away at the age of 83 today. Obviously, uh, the Baseball Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, first African-American manager in MLB, uh, MLB MVP in both leagues, AL and NL. Think about that. That would have been a good trivia question. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pretty. Think Lo- about loves, it. Loves, loves I'm doing your job for you. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have started on that one though. Oh, I do. I'm doing your job for you. Won the triple crown with the Orioles, and obviously, as we mentioned, first black manager uh, in 1975 for the Cleveland Indians. First ballot Hall of Famer, 576 home runs. Do you have anything to? Is that, 586 is, home runs. Is that top good? ten. Is that a lot of home runs? What are your thoughts on Frank Robinson? Obviously, he's an older guy. He's out of our. He's, yeah, he's he's out of our wheelhouse of knowledge, but I shouldn't, oh, I shouldn't, no, no, I shouldn't no, no, say that. No, no. I shouldn't say that. I take he's that out back. of our like generation. He's out of our generation of being, you know, we grew up with the Barry Bonds. You're the guy that you want in the Hall of Fame, despite his juice. No, I didn't say I want him in the Hall of Fame. I thought it was interesting that he's not. We don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but we think Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame, even though they're both PED users. Different different eras though. Testing nowadays versus back then. He got. Barry Bonds, look this up, Dubs. Barry Bonds never got failed a drug test. He was only indicted because of his ties with like Balco, which was the the company that did all these they, like. I mean, he, um, he was tested positive. Oh, so he was from tested. Balco. From Balco, though, yeah. not from MLB. Yeah, so it was like all the evidence they gathered, they tested him positive. Okay, so he did he or did he not fail a drug test? Like he did. Facts. He never got suspended in in the Major League Baseball. Yeah, because all he wanted to do was all he wanted to do is break that record and then re- get ready to retire. Okay, well, say something nice about Frank Robinson because we went off on a tangent. You, yeah, we did. We did kind of get off the rails there, but he was a legend. I mean, you rhymed off all of his stats, being the fr- breaking barriers, being the first African American manager, winning MVP in both uh, leagues, all his home runs, his stat line. I mean, that, his career speaks for itself. But um, you know, definitely condolences. He's a legend of the game. Yeah, we were talking with. Uh, Station manager Dave Black, shout out to Mr. Black. He was rattling off all the the old timers that that uh, are legends. Roberto Clemente. That I think he said that '69 uh, NL um, All Star team was like Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Frank Robinson, uh, Clemente on Pittsburgh. R.I.P. to him too. Pete Rose, Pete I Rose. forgot to. Thanks, Dubs. Uh, just a great, great person as well. Yeah. Reading this story. Uh, reading about him, obviously, because he was a couple generations behind us. So, yeah. while we take a quick break, when we come back, we will have Bronson Koenig, former basketball uh, Wisconsin Badger star. I'm a champion. Realize Shaq's mechanism. That's killing him for rat. That's not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. <laughs> we now welcome on former Wisconsin Badger great, Bronson Koenig. Bronson, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to join your show. <laughs> we're always uh, we're always thankful to have former Badgers, especially when they're legends uh, in Madison. So I want to thank you for joining us. We know you're busy. 
training and everything. But uh, thanks for coming no on. Uh, first yeah, no question. I was I kind of talked to you about this before, but you're from Lacrosse. Played high school basketball at Aquinas High School there. How did you come to stay in the state of Wisconsin and play for Bo Ryan uh, here here in Madison? Yeah, uh, I mean it was definitely a very very tough decision because I had, I literally had offers from pretty much every school in the country except for Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so like North Carolina was pretty much always my dream school just because the Carolina Blue, yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan, and come on, UNC, Chapel Hill, everything, you know, just the vibes and energy when I went down to take a visit. That was definitely my number one until I kind of came back to Wisconsin and just kept going to the football games and just being so close to it and everything like that really kind of uh, made me choose Wisconsin and also my dad and all my family kind of wanted to, you know, wanted me to, I could tell they wanted me to stay close to home so they could come watch me play right. and everything like that and also you know my tribe my tribal members uh here in wisconsin i you know that's another reason why uh, i chose to stay here so they could come watch me play so there are a lot of different uh reasons obviously bronson you guys made the ncaa tournament all uh, every year of your college career what uh, obviously with the the dream run uh, all the way to the final four and then to the ncaa championship game what were those runs like to be a part of as then especially obviously that uh that final four appearance yeah, I mean, it's just something you can't really fully grasp or even truly appreciate till you kind of take a step back, or it might even take a couple of years, honestly, for it to sink in where you can really reflect on how fortunate, you know, you were, how fortunate we were to make a tournament, the tournament four years in a row. I made it to four Sweet 16s, which, I mean, right. not many people not do that, which do. is pretty crazy when I sit back and think about it. I'm like, holy shit, so many people don't even make it to the tournament or if they do make the tournament it's like you know the best thing that's ever happened to their school which right. is pretty nuts to think we made you know back-to-back final fours national championships sweet 16 so it's definitely just something you got to look back at back on with your buddies you mm-hmm. know drinking a beer whatever to say that's pretty cool stuff that we uh cut to go through Ooh, you mentioned your buddies on those teams who are your, some of your closest friends uh that you played with here in madison some of my closest friends is a tough one. I'd say Vito Brown was probably definitely my uh, best friend on the team. And then just the guys that I came in with, I think it was like five or six people in the class. So it was mm-hmm. a pretty big class and we all stayed pretty tight, you know, being freshmen and, you know, uh, just that whole thing. And then hanging out together all the time and doing everything together, basically. And then I'd say, you know, me and Sam Decker played uh, right. AAU basketball together. So we were already pretty close when uh, I came in when he was a sophomore or whatever. So, yeah, just probably those, those guys i'd say for sure now your biggest shot of your career i would like to gander to say was that 2016 <laughs> game against xavier uh to go to the sweet 16 three you made that corner. that three ball i've i've played basketball with you in the cold center you like practicing that shot um <laughs> how special was that shot just to just to be a part of and, and make it for your team i mean how do you really put it into words to be honest yeah. um <laughs> it was pretty I mean I don't really know I don't really know what to say it was just unreal <laughs> did Bo did Bo call the uh call the play for you and you were like all right let's go uh it was coach guard at that time oh sure did you say um, give me the ball I want it I told I actually I hit like a 30 footer right before that which yep. a lot of people don't yep. really remember which was honestly to me I was like how the hell did I hit that shot I think yeah. that was to tie it and then um coach guard drew up that play it was like a circular wheel 
motion play, and yeah. I was hot because I hit like six threes game, that game or something like that, uh-huh. or five up to that point. So I, I, I went over to Ethan, and I mean, you guys are athletes too, so you know when you're, you're in the zone. You, you right. know when you can just feel it. And that was one of those games, and I went over to Ethan. I'm like, I'm going to be open. Give me the ball. Yeah. And I think I was like maybe the first or second dude to go through like in the wheel thing, and I just – Put my hands up. I was open, and uh, that's just, uh, probably, you know, I took the shot that I practiced a hundred times over Lebowski here uh, <laughs> in the <goal> center. <laughs> I was just, I was just about to say, going off of that, Dan, Dan likes to play pickup every once in a while. He always tells me about how he he goes to the gym back home and plays pickup with some of these guys that are trash, as he likes to say. How trash yeah. is Dan out there on the court when you guys are playing? Honestly, you know, I've played with a lot of different uh, <laughs> players from different sports. Um, and I would say Dan was probably one of the better hockey oh, players I did not want to that hear I've that. seen. It's not what I wanted to Let's hear. Go. <laughs> Let's go. You know, so I mean, I didn't play with that many hockey players, but the wrestlers are definitely the worst sport <laughs> playing basketball. That's for sure. They can't even catch catch a ball, but I guess that's why they stick to wrestling. You're uh, yeah. you're known as a three point specialist, if you will. You set the school record here in Wisconsin for three pointers uh, in 2017 against Ohio State, passing Ben Brust. Uh, how special for you was that record? And then do you give Bruss a little crap like, hey, I, I just beat your record? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just kind of the relationship me and Ben have always had, just kind of giving each other shit and once in a while whenever we see each other and stuff like that. So I definitely had to, you know, give him a piece of his own or <laughs> some of his own medicine when I saw him. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely special just to be kind of uh, etched in the record books, you know, if you will. And, uh, I mean, that's not really something I think about all that much, to be honest, but it's mm-hmm. still a pretty cool accomplishment just to kind of see my name up there and, you know, be mentioned every now and then. So, yeah. Now, kind of going to where, you where you're at these days, obviously, uh, after you graduated, uh, you signed with the Bucks. you've been with the Bulls. Kind of what, I guess, uh, what are in the plans now for you going forward? Uh, like you said, I was with the Bucks, Bulls, and then the Detroit Pistons G League team last year. Um, and then I was actually just playing in Montenegro, which is right above Greece. Um, it's actually, it just became a country like seven years ago because it was a part of Serbia. It's right. a lot of history. Um, yeah, and I was playing there for a few months, but uh, it wasn't the best situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really all I should probably say. But yeah, um, yeah so I actually just uh, came back home. And uh, man, it's 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 great to be back. Let's just say that yeah. um, it was a great opportunity and everything like that. But I'm back here, just working out, training, just trying to better myself every day, and uh, kind of get ready for my next opportunity, wherever that is or whatever that is. Exactly. Uh, you played for both Bo Ryan and Coach Guard here at Madison. Could you just uh, kind of talk about what special um, things they taught you, and then maybe differences between the two? Yeah, I mean, Coach Guard coached under Bo Ryan basically since he first started coaching. So yeah. they're both obviously super, super similar and you know, all their principles and, you know, the practices and the drills. And, you know, it's very similar other than, you know, obviously they're two different human beings. They're two different uh, unique personalities. And Coach Ryan has that huge spirit, you know, of, you know, just being on the sidelines um, who can really uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Basically um, – what's the word I'm looking for he can basically change the outcome of the game right. just from being him you know what I mean yeah so 
Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Coach Ryan's got that unique personality, and I'd say Coach Gard has, you know, his own unique personality, and he's very, you know, old school, you know, do things the right way all the time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, both those guys definitely taught me a lot about just, you know, trying to be not only the best basketball player, but the best person you can be every single day on and, you know, off the court mostly, which, you know, if you take care of everything off the court, then, you know, whatever you do on the court or whatever you know you do in life is going to be that much easier. Now, you made the Final Four twice. I loved watching you guys beat that undefeated Kentucky team. Oh, yeah. What was that game like? And, like, going into the game, did you – like, did you guys think like, man, we're gonna kick the crap out of these guys? Like, like, what was the what was the mindset going in that Kentucky game? Yeah, it was kind of interesting because I remember. I mean, nobody thought we were gonna win that game because you know, thirty eight, no, or whatever they were. Um, and I was watching uh, uh, ESPN actually right before the game in our hotel when we were getting ready for the game yeah. and getting my ankles taped. And all these analysts are saying, "No way, Wisconsin wins. Uh, this is the best college basketball team ever assembled in the history of." you know, college basketball and everything like that. But it was just really weird that, I mean, just like the energy within our own team, I could feel that we all knew that we were going to win that game. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because we, you know, we knew we should have won that last year, but we lost it on a buzzer beater. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we all knew we were going to win that game. And, you know, obviously playing that game was just nuts going to the stadium. Playing basketball in a football stadium is just crazy. <laughs> I mean, you feel like you're outside playing, but there's literally just so many people. And, uh, I mean, it's, just, it's obviously a really cool once-in-a-lifetime kind of feeling. But, uh, yeah, they're obviously a really, really damn good team, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all six six and above. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah, we just uh, – but, I mean, I thought – that we had the best team in right. college basketball. Maybe not the best, you know, individual players maybe, but I thought we had the best team. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of coming back here to your time, uh, I was constantly talking about playing basketball with Lobes, some other hockey guys, some wrestlers. Were there other, any other teams that uh, you're friends with, with other players, other student-athletes uh, that you spent time with, and uh, have you ever played any of the sports, a.k.a. have you ever gotten on the ice? <laughs> um, well, I mean... Obviously, all the teams that were, you know, at uh, the Cole Center, that practice at the, uh, at the Cole Center or whatever, we were pretty close with, you know, men's and women's hockey and, you know, all those swimmers. And then, obviously, we were also friends with some of the football players, and we played with them every now and then. Now and, now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Leon Jacobs. I actually played against him in AAU when, in high school. No way. And then I played against him. Or then we played uh, at the Cole Center, and him and, like, a few other guys were doing, like, 360 between the legs dunks. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, you guys are freak athletes. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty cool experience. But um, I – didn't quite catch the last part of your question. What did you say? Did you, you, ever, say, you ever get on the ice? About on the ice? Yeah. yeah. I did once with my ex-girlfriend, and that was the first and last time I ever had. So. <laughs> That's unreal. That's unreal. <laughs> uh, who, yeah. you've, always, you've obviously played against a lot of great players. Who is the toughest guy or, like, best player you've played against uh, in college or pro? Yeah, I get this question a lot, yeah. and pretty tough. I mean, obviously, being on the Bucks. Um, I went. I played against Giannis, right. which was just. I mean, he's a freak. He's literally <laughs> a freak. One time, he dropped his shoulder, and I tried to chest him up. You know, be strong and everything. And he he was just super strong, way stronger <laughs> than he even looks. Obviously, he's like six yeah. eleven or whatever. Yeah. But um, I'd say him, and then definitely uh, Carl Towns. He was just oh, unstoppable yeah, yeah. when we played against him at Kentucky. He was literally making everything. He, like he's like a six eleven guard. So that right. was pretty crazy. Obviously, playing at the Cole Center is a really cool experience. Sold out building every time you guys played at home. 
But what about on the road? Do you have a favorite building um, that you like to play in, whether it just be from the atmosphere or because you have great yeah. memories from playing there or uh, maybe favorite road building to play in? Yeah, honestly, um, it would probably honestly be Minnesota, weirdly Ooh. enough, Ooh. just because it has that raised court. And I just like how all the colors uh, kind of come together and it feels like you're literally playing on a stage. Yeah. And, of course, we always beat Minnesota, <laughs> and that's always fun. So, so yeah, I'd say Minnesota and then also Maryland. Maryland's probably the craziest crowd in the Big Ten, at least when we were playing, because yeah. um, they, they, they showed up literally three hours before the game, maybe it was, and they had an MC, they had a flash mob. Like, it was nuts. <laughs> That's unreal. Uh, it last, was nuts. Last question from me. Is there a player in the NBA you like to model your game around and also favorite NBA team? Um, I would say favorite NBA team would probably – I mean, I really don't like what the NBA has become with all the super teams and everything like that. I think two it of just us. hurts basketball and it's just stupid. It's not even fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say when I was a kid growing up, when, you know, the NBA was actually cool, um, in my opinion, it was definitely the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Um, just because I loved Kobe. Kobe. I loved, Shaq, you know, yeah. that's why I wore number 24. I loved his heart and his passion and his drive for, you know, the game and just life in general. And, um, shoot, what was your first question again? Uh, who do you like oh, to yeah, model, game model my game yeah. after? Um, I wouldn't say it's one player. I like to take things from a, a lot of different uh, – a lot of different players, kind of like Steve Nash, because, you know, he's a short white dude who just killed everybody, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is pretty awesome to see. I mean, that's probably what Lebowski would be if he played ball. <laughs> but um, I'd say Steve Nash, you know, Steph kid. Curry, obviously, with the shooting. And, yep. Yeah, I mean, I just try to take little parts of everyone, every, you know, pe- different people's games. All right, Bronson, this is the last question. We got an intern guy. His name's Dubs. He's hopefully got a good question. We don't Better know what it is, up, but this Dubs. is the last question. What do you got, Dubs? Yeah, Bronson, you talk a lot about playing at Williams Arena. You actually had a huge shot at the barn a couple of years ago with that game-winning three. What's that rivalry? Excuse me, rivalry kind of like, and um, what's it like playing against Minnesota? Well, you know, I, to be honest, I don't really consider it a rivalry because oh. I hate them so much. Yeah. So it's like honestly like a little brother school. Uh-huh. So when they beat us, it's like, oh my god, you know, our year is basically an accomplishment. But when we beat them, it's just like, you know, we it's just beat another our little brother. It's just game. another day. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's unreal. Well, Bronson, we uh, appreciate really you taking appreciate the time uh, talking with us, and best of luck in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, on. we can get on the court sometime soon. Hopefully. <laughs> Love it, love it. Thanks, Bronson. Nice to you. Yep, yep, peace. That was former Wisconsin Badger great Bronson Koenig. If you missed any of the interview, came on in the middle, came on late. We will post it, as always, on on Beyond the Badgers Apple Podcast as well as Podbean. Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. Follow us. What, do you, what was your uh, – Dubs, first of all, that was a good question. You stuttered a little you bit. You did stutter. Uh, yeah. A little nervous. Rivalry gets me. No, it was just rivalry. I was nervous. Wait, you just heard it, man. It wasn't even a rivalry. Yeah, Beat him every time. But I'm saying the word, <laughs> the word rivalry got me. Fair, fair. Yeah. What were your takeaways? I thought it was, I thought it was cool to hear about uh, that that uh, final four and that game coming up, leading up against Kentucky. I literally the exact same because I mean, like you said, everybody in the world was picking Kentucky to win and just roll because they were undefeated. But I mean, it kind of makes you play with a chip on your shoulder when you feel like you're the underdog and uh, well, yeah. respect that, love that. I thought it was interesting too, like that he talked about that Kentucky specific, specifically, 
getting it. You're going. having a tough, yeah, tough, yeah, tough day with the Kentucky Warriors. didn't recruit him that much, and they're playing Kentucky in the Final Four. He definitely had to have a chip on his shoulder on that one. That is a good point. That yeah, is a good, good point. point. Let's uh, transition. Keep the basketball. We'll go quick. I promise. Quick we'll break. Go quick. Right, we'll go quick break. We'll come back. We'll have more basketball, some NBA deadline stuff. NHL. We gotta some, hit. NHL. Yeah, we gotta hit the NHL trade deadlines coming up too. Ooh. We have a big guest coming on next week too. <laughs> Don't spoil we, it. We, we will get to that. We'll be right back. Need to quick order a new pair of headphones or a book you've been wanting to read? When you order on Amazon, head to smile.amazon.com and set your charitable organization to Friends of Madison Student Radio. At no cost to you, Amazon will donate a percentage of your purchase to WSUM. For more information, visit smile.amazon.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Badgers here on 91.7 FM WSM in Madison. If you just joined us, you missed a great interview with Bronson Koenig, former Wisconsin basketball legend. I will say you're going to want to see that interview, or excuse me, listen to that interview. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine yards. As we transition on, we want to keep the basketball theme going because today was the, the NBA trade deadline. Some of the big stories were the first overall pick. In 2017, Markel Fultz traded to Orlando from the 76ers. Marcus Saul traded to your Toronto Raptors, Patty. Let's go Raps, baby. Raps Nation. Tobias Harris traded to the Philadelphia 76ers to give them a little big five, if you will. And then the other one I wanted to touch on was Nikola Miritich going to the hometown Milwaukee Bucks. Patty, if you could, please, which trade do you think is the biggest impact besides the Fultz biggest impact in the NBA this season? I think uh biggest one today would be the Raps getting Gasol. Ooh, Homer pick. Homer pick, naturally. What else was I gonna go with? Come on. Love but it. um you know, honestly the biggest action I think was the lack of action for on Anthony Davis front. I definitely I personally thought he was gonna get traded today. I thought it was gonna happen. Didn't happen, that was the biggest shock for me. Yeah, I think that in terms of who's going to have the biggest impact, low-key, I think Nikola Miritich, that trade, gives them some outside shooting that the Bucks desperately need. And I think, obviously, the Bucks have the best record in the NBA right now. Kind of nice. I think that is going to be a huge trade for them going forward. And I think they're the, be- the beast in the East, if you will, the team Ooh. to beat in the East. Dubs, do you have any thoughts on well, the trade deadline? I mean, I love the Gasol deal. I think that adding a third option after Lowry and Leonard, that puts the Raptors on another level. I think they can definitely take Milwaukee in a seven-game series. But um, something that I'm really interested in is um, the Tobias Harris deal because Tobias Harris is a guy that's gotten – nobody wants this guy. I mean, he's so productive, but he gets traded seemingly every year. Um, And I think he's a really – big team guy he's never really been on a contender yeah. I think he's going to bring that core in Philadelphia together and there's a lot of talent there too so I think t- not just from a talent standpoint but a leadership standpoint for Tobias Harris I think he's going to be really good for the 76ers moving forward if you had to Patrick I know this is going to be you're going to have to go on a limb here <laughs> if you had to rank the top four in the east Bucks Raptors Celtics, Sixers, as it stands after the trade deadline? I think you go Raps, Homers, naturally. Okay. Raps, Bucks, Celtics, um, Sixers. Really? 
Do you want to explain? I, I think, well, the other first two are the first two, naturally. Bucks right. have the best record. Raps, Agasol, like Dubs just pointed out, having that, that third option. But I think the Celtics, just Kyrie's won a championship. He's got experience. And everybody knows the NBA, the regular season is pretty much just preseason because, yep. you know, guys rest midweek all the time. They take whatever time they need because they know they come playoff time. That's when they... That's when it all matters, and I think the Celtics come playoff time will still be a team to be reckoned with. Dubs, do you have a ranking? Yeah, I mean, this is a really hot take considering the standings, wow. but I got Toronto 1. You're pumping your own tires here. Yeah, Toronto 1. I got Boston 2, Philadelphia 3, Milwaukee 4. What? At the end wow. of the day. Because if you look at that Boston team, they haven't lost anyone. They've won six in a row. They're really good. I think they're going to turn at the right time. And then Philadelphia, I love that deal, so that's why I'm putting them ahead of Milwaukee. I know it's a really wow. hot take, but I really I I think those teams in the East are way more talented than Milwaukee. I know they have Giannis, but from a team standpoint, I think those other teams offer. More. I mean, for me, I like Milwaukee one just because of they've they we've seen their track record this season, and then when you add in a shooter like Miritich, they are so deep as well. I like their bench when they added Ilya Sova from Philly. Um, when you got. Uh, my boy Giannis, obviously, Middleton, Bledsoe, you add Miritich to that team. I think they have the best team. Like Bronson said, he talked about team. They, they might not have the best players, but they have the best team. Giannis, Giannis, excuse me, should be the MVP. Shout out James Harden, he's nice. But uh, Giannis is the best player this season. Plus you have guys around him. I think that's why they're number one. Toronto number two, Patty's Raps. When you had Gasol, a big player in the middle like that. Inside, outside game, can shoot the three. People forget Kawhi Leonard, NBA champion. Also, NBA nice. Finals MVP against that LeBron Wade-led Heat team. Uh, I like them at two. Celtics at three, just because they've done it in the playoffs. We know what we're going to get from them. They have a lot of young talent. Kyrie, untucked Kyrie is one of the best. <laughs> like, you can't stop him. He's top three unstoppable forces when Kyrie goes untucked. Uncle Drew, man. Oof, he's nice. That nice. hoodie mellow's got to be up there. Hoodie mellow, hoodie mellow in that gym on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, the lifetime fitness. Yeah, yep. hoodie mellow is top three. Him, Untuck Kyrie, and we'll think of something else. Oh, maybe hoodie Jr. I like hoodie Jr. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, the reason I have Philly at four is because they have not. I've not seen them do it in the playoffs. They got shellacked by Boston last year in the playoffs, so that's why I have them four. Dubs is ready. All right, who are you taking? Hoodie mellow. Or playoff Rondo or untucked Kyrie? Playoff Rondo, man. That playoff guy, Rondo's he's, grimy. He's, he's so gritty. petty. He's yep. so petty. He's gritty. Like, I think Rondo's just petty overall. Man. I know. I I love that, though, because like other teams huddle up to talk about it. He'll like wander in and try and listen oh, yeah. in, or he'll untie guy's shoes or just throw a random shoulder here and there. Like I love that kind of stuff. Give me give me playoff Rondo. Just give me Rondo in general. How about uh like mouth guard Steph? Like mouth guard chewing stuff, he's pretty good. Yeah, that's a tough one. Nice. There's so many. Bleed, ble- eye bleeding, Steve Nash. Where oh. He gets poked in the eye, and his eye is literally like swollen shut. And he's still draining threes with guys in his face. There's got to be more. Oh yeah, mask, um, mask, Bron. When LeBron yuck. puts the black mask on, mask Kobe too. Ooh, no, the goat of the mask, Rip. Rip Hamilton. Master Rip. <laughs> you cannot forget about Master. Dubs, this is why you have, we have you because you're a, an expert in like. Early 2000s sports. Love that. With low that. low ratings early 2000s <laughs> sports, too. Jeez. I love that. But, um, yeah, that's like I said, 
that's kind of where we're at for those in the East. The East is looking good. I love it because they can give the the uh, Golden State Warriors a little little trouble. Just like compare those the East this year to the East last year. It's unbelievable the Night talent that is here, and I love to see it. I mean, oh, you do love to see it. It's great to see. I'm super competitive, but I mean, at the end of the day, they got to play Golden State. <sighs> can anybody beat Golden no. State, Patty? No. Well, that was a quick question. Your Milwaukee Bucks are forty and thirteen right now, and they did put a beat down on Golden State earlier in the year. I don't know, man, dude. It like I said, the they're twenty three and four at the, home. The NBA year. regular season is literally like it, it's preseason games. They just chill, get through the slate, play their games, whatever, and then playoff time they turn it out. Well, the Warriors have only lost one game with Demarcus Cousins too. Boogie. Boogie. Yeah. He's a bad man. A mean mug Boogie is one of the best, too. Like, when he's just mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he gets that look on his face where he's like, snarling. Oh, I got I got another good one. Fat Kevin Love. <laughs> that man would be putting up 20 and 20 on a, on a nightly basis. Well, the thing about that was he was the only guy on that, that uh, Timberwolves team that could do anything, so they had to use Fat Kevin Love. <laughs> well, how dare you disrespect Fat Kevin Love like that? Um... Anything else from the NBA? Really nothing to report. It's February, and the season ends in April, so. Well, I mean, the regular Regular, season. The preseason. Well, don't worry, Dubs. We have opportunities. Think about this, Dubs. We're going to get you in our contests. NBA playoffs. NHL playoffs. playoffs, March Madness. March Madness. Masters pool. Dubs, you are in for an absolute treat, my friend. This is my my favorite time of the year. Hands down, so good. end of March, early April. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. You're, I really can't, now no. that you've graduated to, you're okay. You're stuttering a little bit in the questions, but you're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna pull you in, and we're gonna have. You're a top notch intern. Now. It's like, a, yeah. it's like I graduated from college, but I'm getting my master's degree right now. You right, know like I mean? we gave you, yeah. like we gave you a raise from just Jolly Ranchers to Jolly Ranchers and extra gum. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a TA right now. Like I, uh, mean, yeah, I wouldn't no, go that uh, far. Oh, no, oh, no, you're no, not teaching. You're not, you're not teaching yet. Shout out D's TA, but yeah, no, you're not a T. You're not a TA yet. You're 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 still learning. You're a Padawan. Fair. Yeah, Fair. It takes Padawan. a year. It takes a year, man. Uh, let's transition. NHL, Patty. I know you love the NHL. Do love the NHL. We'll get to the NHL now, and then we'll do a little uh, college basketball. But first, NHL, Patty. What are we liking for the trade deadline coming up? Trade deadline coming up is going to be really interesting. Why? Because there are teams that are in spots right now that at the beginning of the year nobody thought they would be there. If you if I would have told you before the season started that the New York Islanders would be leading the Metropolitan Division ahead of Washington, ahead of Pittsburgh, facts, would you have said that? No. no. Right? Is they it are, the Caps year? <laughs> I said it every time last year. It was not the Caps year. Yeah, I don't, it was I don't, they won. I, don't, I know, but I said it that they won. I said it's never the Caps year. So you admit you're I don't, wrong. I don't think they can repeat this year. Takes a big man year. to admit that they were wrong. I was wrong last year. Wow. I don't think I don't think they can. Uh, I don't think they can repeat. Um, but the Islanders are a huge shock. One, I am not a fan of the team, so I hate giving them credit. But the Philadelphia Flyers. Wow. Are on an eight-game heater. Nine and one in the last ten. They went from the cellar beginning, to their... beginning of January. They were dead last in the NHL. I'll give you two two words: Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Just about to say goaltender. Carter Hart was the seventh goalie the Flyers had used this year. Seven <laughs> NHL record. They used Puff seven pathetic. different goalies. Carter Hart has come in and has been lights out for them. Twenty one years old pathetic. too, but he's brought them all the way back from being completely irrelevant, looking for the first overall pick. So now they're only. 
At one point, I think they were 14 points out of a playoff spot. They're only seven. Now they're, now they're only seven out of the They're not going to make spot. it, though. I don't know. Because, like, we're talking about trade deadline. What does Columbus do? Do they keep Panarin and Bobrovsky and hope that they can make the playoffs? Ooh, they might do they sell. trade one? Do they trade both? They might and rest not And rest not losing them for anything. You know? What about, what about your Buffalo Sabres? And Buffalo Sabres. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to be too active. They had that one day. streak of like fifteen they, in a row. They went, they went ten in a row back in November, but since then the record has how been. How do you win ten and zero in November? How do you win ten in a row in November and now you're not even in the playoffs? They're at one point in time they were in first place in the league. Yuck! Now they're they're not even in the playoffs. Their goaltending has been subpar. Has been subpar the last month and a half or so. Um, they're just they're zigzag, and they're at the beginning of the year when they rattle off ten in a row. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, Buffalo's legit! Like they're contenders." Listen, and then they went terrible, and everyone's like, "Okay, this is the old Buffalo Sabers." But they're somewhere in between. They're not there yet, but they're getting there. And I don't think they're going to be huge buyers or huge sellers at deadline because I think they have a plan, right? And they're going to stick to that plan. Trust the process. Trust it the doesn't process. matter because there's only six teams in this conference that really can win the cup and and win this this division. We already touched on the Isles. We already touched on the Caps. I want to talk about a couple stories. First of all, Austin Matthews, huge, huge, huge deal. contract extension. Five years, 11.125 mil. All I know is give that man's agent a huge He gets 2% bonus. of that cut. He gets like six figures. No, no, no. Not even that, just the breakdown of it. His salary every year is like 750 k but he gets 15.2 in signing bonuses. That's cha-ching, cha-ching, so, cha-ching. So July 1st comes around. Austin Matthews is getting a check for 15 mil. You ever seen the... And that's regardless if there's a lockout or not. My if there's mom, a lockout, he's still making 15 My mil. mom would not let me watch his show, but I would sneak off and watch it anyways. At Ed oh. and Eddie on Cartoon Network, when they, get the, when they get the eyes, their money their money eyes, oh, yeah. like the dollar oh, yeah. signs, that's what Austin Matthews, all he sees is just green. Oh, yeah. He, he did it. His agent hooked it up. But he, second highest player. Marner. What's, what are they going to do with Marner? I don't know. This They're going to have to get rid of him. Dude, he honestly, he might stick it to the Leafs. He might say, I, I want the exact same Facts. amount that Austin Matthews has, which he, they can't do. Nope. But his, you look at his numbers, they're right there. Oh. Like the case can be made for him saying he's worthy of it. So it's really curious as to what's going to happen there. But Last two I want to touch on. Yep. Obviously, up. Tampa's the top cream of the crop. We already know how they're good so they are. Good. I want to talk about, first of all, Trent Frederick, soon to be front of the program, Boston Bruins. Be. Now he's getting the show guy. They're looking pretty nice. And also, you can't count out Pittsburgh. Evgeny Malkin's getting cool. healthy. Boys are going to be nice. And the Penguins just made a deal. They traded for mini boy, Nick Bukestad. Who, Shout out to Nick Bukestad. Who Bukestad could be playing on a line. When Malkin gets healthy right now, they've been using him in the two hole, in the second line center. But when Malkin gets healthy, he might be playing on a line with Crosby. Whew, might that's have a lot of goals. Crosby, Gensel, and that's a Bukestad. lot of goals. That's a massive human being down low with the way Sid works down low. Gensel can finish. Come playoff time, Gensel is unbelievable. Just has a already has yeah, going to be front of the program. Gensel is unbelievable in the playoffs. Sid, Sid, Malkin's Malkin, like love it. Look, look out for them. Dubs, you're falling asleep over there. Have you found a second trivia? Yes. Yep. I got one. Okay, oh. please enlighten us before we hit to the West. Quick, enlighten us with another trivia question. All right. Um, one team since 2000 has won the Stanley Cup three times. Who is it? Pittsburgh. Wrong. It's, Wait, yeah, no, that's also it's right. Probably Chi- Chicago's Chicago also won too, three. Yeah. Chicago and Pittsburgh have both won three. Yeah. It was a trick question, so Dude, tried that was getting you guys. so easy. 
Pittsburgh won two in the last three years. And they won in 09. Dubs, you're pathetic. I thought you were I'm gonna, sorry. I thought I, I thought, thought you I were going to hit you. us with like a Cleveland Browns type question. Like, name no, the last I mean, 10 Stanley Cup winners. Can you guys? Caps. 09. Pens. 09, Pittsburgh. 10. 10 Chicago, Chicago. 11. Look it up here. K- Kings. It was wait, ten, wait. Was, no, I think 10, 10 was, Chi- was Kings. 10 was Kings or 10 was Chicago? Their first of three. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. I'm look pretty it up, sure. Look it up. 09, yep. 09 was Pittsburgh. 2010 was Chicago. 2011 was Boston. Then I think it was Chicago again. No, oh, LA. Kings. LA. Then Chicago. 13 was Chicago? Then, so, yeah, we had. Is that right, Doug? You're at 2014 right now. 2014, okay. I think, was. Patty? No, I think LA won. LA I think won LA, again. I think LA won again. Yep, they were and 14. Then 15 was. Sh- Chicago. Chicago was 15? Did they beat. Was Chicago 15? Yep. Yeah, Chicago's okay. 15, then Pittsburgh 16, 16 17, 17, Caps 18. Let's, Let's go. go. That was mostly you, so I'm going to give go. credit to you. But, man, that was that's a massaging elite hockey mind. <laughs> very elite. That was very uh, elite. Now, West Patty, uh, we already talked about the Wild. Uh, I don't really give two craps about the West, to be honest. The West, honestly, big surprises. Again, talking about teams like Colorado at one point was leading the West. They've dropped way off. Yucky. They're, I mean, they're only two points out, but they've they've got some goaltending issues and just team defense to figure out. They've been giving up a lot of goals. They're two and eight in their last. How about only 10. six points separates the the number one wild card and the second last place yeah. in the division Yucky. or in the conference? Yeah, that, that just tells me that from, this is a race well, nobody wants to win. Well, from the bottom, I mean, from Arizona, Edmonton, Chicago, Anaheim, L.A. You they're can, all fifteen. You can 51. yeah, you can eliminate those. Colorado is. Right on the edge of of being in that same spot, um, Blue Notes kind of. St. Louis has won four in a row, and they uh, they at one point were in dead last in the league too. They were tied with the Sens for dead last. It just but Vancouver's a shock to be in a playoff spot. Same I, with Minnesota. I feel like in the wild card, you don't like you may as well just not make the playoffs because you're just going to get smacked by the Flames or the Jets. Jets. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to play Winnipeg in the first round. Winnipeg will. I told you the the Wild will sneak into the playoffs. They're going to play Winnipeg or Calgary in the first round and They'll lose play Calgary in, the first, in the first round and lose in five. We'll sneak one out in game three or four at home and Calgary, then we'll lose in five. Calgary's goaltending has just been. So much better than like Mike Smith is not even their starter. Riddich, baby, yeah. Riddich. You know, like they that come playoff time, what happens? You know, I don't know what happens. Happen. You Anything tell me. Dallas surprisingly right now too in the third spot in the Central. For a long time they were. Well, there. Did you ever see their president go off? Yeah, it was ugly. He went off. We can't even. We can't even pull one quote from when he went off because every every second word was an f bomb. Just went off on Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, and just blasted them about how bad they've been this year despite them having good numbers but no the the central the west is gonna be a dogfight to come out dubs do you have a take on the nhl you nothing. don't know the nhl nothing um nothing to report nothing to report here all right well how about we go to a little college the one, basketball the one last thing i will say before we have our big guest on next week to hype up the deadline and give us some some insider info but i think the nhl trade deadline it's gonna be quiet things are gonna heat up right towards the end but if one team makes a big deal other teams are going to feel pressure to do Ooh. the exact same thing. Ooh, I like that. Who who could be getting in that big deal like Panarin? I think Panarin and Bobrovsky will be big pieces. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Skinner and Buffalo. I don't think he'll, they'll trade him, though. I do not think they'll trade him. But there's there's going to be there's some guys that have on good teams down there that are going to be available for playoff and depth and 
could see a lot of minor league deals or could not minor trade league, like, like minor guys. Could we trade like depth. quick? Uh, I I that's this contract's that's, that's too big. That's an expansion question. Yeah, that that'll come. How around, about like a like a Jeff Carter? That's a name that's floating out there. You got Pekoski, I could see Jeff Carter helping Panarin. That's out there. The guys in Anaheim are Anaheim definitely stinks. are definitely out there. Like names that are being floated around, but. Like Corey Perry's contract is way too massive to, yeah. to move. He's been hurt all year too, so there's there's rumors like Duncan Keith. We, like there's some big names like yeah. Olympic gold medalist, Stanley Ooh, Cup Keith. champion names. Duncan Keith's contract's huge too. Being floated around. Uh, have we taken all of our breaks? We have taken all of our breaks. Oh, let's so go. We got final final five. Lobes college basketball. Get your Ken Palm up. Oh, I is. got my Ken Palm it's up. Already up. Let's go. Uh, first of all, there is a huge game Saturday. And it's Michigan, Wisconsin. I'm just kidding. Virginia Duke, round two. Duke won by four in Cameron. Last time, two weeks ago, they played. Virginia gets them at home on Saturday. The uh, I think one of their best players, uh, Ty Jerome, on Virginia is questionable for this game. Do you think Duke can come in and beat Virginia on the road and sweep the season series? No. Ooh. I don't because Duke it. Duke's Duke, they're gonna do Duke things, but right. to win on the road is not easy, and it's not like they're playing some throwaway game up in Rochester. Shout, Shout out, out. Kurt Her- Brooks, Herb Brooks, Herb Brooks, Kurt, Kurt Brooks, Kurt. Ru- I was thinking Kurt Her- Russell, Kurt Russell. I did Kurt Brooks, Herb Brooks. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't think them for them to go in on the road and to sweep a season series against a very very good Virginia team, right? Very good defensively, can also shoot. Yep. I don't think they can sweep the season series because I think Virginia is going to be out for blood too. Dubs, give me your final four before we wrap it up. All right. Quickly. We'll, I'm we'll going to read quick. off. Round, I'm going to read table. off five guards right now. Um, Shabazz Napier, Tyus Jones, Ryan Archidiakno, Joel Berry, and Jalen Brunson. Those were the last five national champions. My point is, you need good guard play in March. So here's my final four: Marquette. With Marcus oh. Howard, they just got they're gonna get mangled. Hot. They got mangled. I know, by I know, St. they John's. lost last night to St. John's, but Marcus Howard is a baller. Okay, and he's gonna keep going. He's gonna get hot in March. I like Purdue with Carson Edwards. You and, stop him, you're good to go. And okay. Matt Harms. Um, I like Gonzaga with like Hachi Mor- yep. Moron and Josh Perkins. And then finally, my last Final Four team. Now nobody talks about this team since they lost a couple to start the year, but Villanova. Ooh. Villanova will be back in the A lot of hot takes in that. Patty, final four. You got it? I'm going to go with Duke. Yep. Gonzaga. Yep. Michigan. Ooh. And Purdue. Purdue. I I'm going to go that. Virginia, Gonzaga, Michigan, and Kentucky. I like Kentucky go. a lot. John Calipari gets the best out of those boys in March. Uh, but it's going to be – the thing about this year is there's a lot of top-heavy teams, and then there's no depth. Like – you got a twelve, a thirteen and ten Texas team getting into the into the uh, the Attorney. tournament as like a seven seed. So that's gonna be that. You know what that means? That's gonna be a lot of upsets. A lot of upsets. A lot, a lot of busted upsets. brackets early. I love it. Well, that's it for us here. Stay tuned next week. We got a huge guest. NHL on. trade deadline. NHL preview. trade deadline preview. Huge guest for the boys. He's going to be dialed because he never stutters on any question. No, ever he doesn't. Not he's like a dubs. true professional. And you want to know who it is? Tune in next week. Stay oh. tuned to Twitter, Facebook. We will be promoting it. Stay tuned. Check oh. us out next week. Beyond the Badgers.
soaking.